welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard, your host. Thank you very much for joining me on the program this morning. Appreciate you being here. Glad to have you along on a balmy Saturday morning. Be careful if you're headed out this weekend, spending any time outdoors. By all means, uh, make sure you're drinking plenty of water, staying hydrated. You can have a few adult beverages, but I think you might be better off with the with the water this weekend. Whether you're drinking it or dunking yourself in it, <laughs> either either one will help. I think. Boy, oh boy. Uh, well. I guess this is the uh, the last gasp of summer, um, appropriately enough. My goodness. Well, at least I hope it is anyway. I can't ever really recall seeing 100-degree uh, 100 temperatures in September. I suppose it's happened. Don't get me wrong. I, you know, I, but my goodness, it's, uh, it's going to be warm the next few days. I'm glad I got my uh, outdoor tasks done. In the last few days, so yeah, I scooted home from work. I got my lawn mowed last night, and I'm like, I'm I'm a happy camper. <laughs> Even then, I was so like, oh my goodness! I think I still drink about a half a quart of water, or a, a better part of a quart of water while out doing it. So, but my goodness, yeah, well, you want warm weather? You got it, <laughs> I guess, but. Yeah, hey, you can still get out there and have a good time. There's no doubt about it. And if you're uh, the other thing too, uh, if you are going to be camping and uh, and I, I it, this the information I've got here is for Wisconsin, but I, I think it does kind of carry over into Minnesota as well. You know, people listening in southeastern Minnesota here this morning, and I suppose northeast Iowa for that matter too, um, is that uh, at least the Wisconsin DNR is is uh, asking people to. Avoid all outdoor burning this holiday weekend due to uh, uh, the elevated fire danger across uh, southern and central Wisconsin. And this includes campfires as well. So just uh, just be very, very careful uh, out there this weekend, especially on, you know, and we're going to have a good breeze most days. So, um, you know, any embers from a fire or fire pit, uh, anything, you know, burn piles, what have you, um, can... Uh, can fly and, and spread and, and cause a whole lot of problems. So it's uh, definitely uh, may want to rethink that, at least for, you know, a few days anyway. So just, uh, again, be very careful if you're going to be out and about and thinking about a campfire or anything like that. Just be very, very careful. And uh, if you, you know, if you do have one, Make sure that it's well put out before you uh, leave the area or anything. So it's, but yeah, it's, uh, if you ever looked at that Wisconsin DNR burn map, you'll see that uh, the pretty much, it's pretty much the southern two-thirds of the state is uh, under a high danger for, uh, for the weekend here. So again, you definitely want to... Uh, be very, very careful because we don't need any any wildfires. We've had enough of those here in the region this summer, and, and we just don't need any more. It's not not worth it. So, 
And besides, it's going to be like, I don't know, what, 100 degrees? Uh, yeah, sitting next to a campfire is just not, even at night, it, you know, it just doesn't sound like my idea of fun. It can be. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I enjoy it. That's fun, but uh, not when it's, like, beastly hot. I can just crawl into my oven or something, and it's just, it's like, yeah, no, not, not really the same. But just, again, just be very, very careful if you're, uh, you're going to be out and about this weekend camping and just uh, be aware of those things. Okay, uh, that out of the way. Now let's get into uh, taking a look at the, the, the fishing report. We'll start with conditions here this morning. And, uh, again, we're, we're seeing some uh, low water conditions here. River Stage here in La Crosse is sitting at uh, 4.75 feet. So uh, just, uh, again, another low, uh, another low weekend here, and it's not going to be changing anytime soon. So just, uh, just be very, very aware of that. And, uh, again, use caution when you're out boating around and making sure that uh, uh, you keep an eye out for things like wing dams and uh, any other underwater obstructions that might not normally uh, be a problem, but with this low water, these low water conditions uh, definitely, definitely can be. Uh, and they're just the other thing too. And I, you know, just is not much current at all. Um, not, uh, not much to speak of uh, whatsoever here. I'm looking at the the chart this morning here and. Almost at about eight thousand, Minnesota City ten thousand, Winona a little under ten, eleven at Trempolo, uh, twelve at Genoa, thirteen at Lynxville. So again, uh, not a lot of current out on the main channel. And water temperatures, um, not getting a lot of them. Only got a couple here this morning uh, uh, for for Dresback, who's sitting at uh, seventy five this morning. So I would imagine that uh, they're probably all in that uh, that same range. Uh, might bump it up a degree or two with this warm weather, but not a lot to really matter a whole lot here. And moving into that, that's kind of a look at the, the conditions here this morning. And now taking a look at some of the, the you know, fishing-wise, it hasn't hasn't been too bad. I, I you know despite yeah, it's going to be a, a warm weekend to get out there and, and do a little fishing, but it won't be bad. Um, everything I'm seeing is and hearing is uh, is pretty decent right now. It's it's probably going to be harder on the fishermen than it will be on the fish. <laughs> you know, it's gonna, it's just going to be a challenge uh, to to get out there. Um, but if you do go out, I, I think you'll uh, you'll probably do okay. Uh, everything, like I said, is you know the panfish bite eh, is is probably the uh, I don't want to say the weakest. That's not the right word that I want to use. Um, is is probably the not the if you're going to go fishing this week, you go for something else like bass or walleye or what have you. Uh, that's uh, probably your 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 better bet. Um, panfish bite. It's okay. Don't get me wrong, but uh, um, it, it's off just a, a little bit here. But um, you know, if you are going to go do a little pan fishing here, uh, the bluegill bite is uh, is probably your your best bet of the panfish anyway. Um, and really, like a, you know, don't need a whole lot to get out there and and and, and find the bluegills. They're they're plentiful, and um, 
I, you know, they might be moving around just a little bit. Since there isn't a whole lot of current, they might be moving into a little bit more main areas. Um, but, you know, I, I still think that you can find them in, you know, uh, still in the sloughs and the backwaters and, and off the channel there, uh, you know, down timber, uh, any place like that, the rocks, they're going to be feeding in those areas looking for little bugs and critters like that. So they'll they'll be in there to caught, just ready to be caught, just, uh, again, be prepared to maybe do a little moving if you're finding the small ones, and eventually you'll find the, the decent-sized ones, but um, just a couple, you know, chunk of night crawler and a bobber, and away you go. Uh, the, uh, the crappie bite, again, um, probably just a little crappie minnow, something along those lines, um, little artificial jigs, what have you. I think you'll uh, you'll do okay with that. Um, fish fallen trees in whatever kind of water that you, you know, uh, stumps, timber, um, they'll be in there. I don't know how shallow necessarily they're going to be, uh, but uh, um, they'll, uh, on a sunny day, they'll probably be a little bit deeper. Uh, we get weather like this, but, um, you know, those are the kind of places that you, you want to check is uh, the trees and, and, Maybe bring one of those long rods to do a little, uh, a little dipping, uh, you know, in between the branches and whatnot. And I think uh, he might do okay with the uh, with that uh, perch as well. Uh, they're going to be working some weed lines. They're going to be looking for schools of minnows as they uh, they normally do. Um, again, probably some backwater or adjacent backwater areas uh, are going to be places uh, that you're going to want to want to check out. Uh, weed beds certainly give a, a a good looking to and and you know see if there's anything showing up on your electronics. Uh, places like that are are always good to check out. Um, let's see here. What else have I got? Yeah, the uh, the walleye bite is uh, is not doing too bad as well. Um, main channel, of course, uh, fishing. Uh, probably be working some of those uh, some of those wing dams. And again, with the current, I don't, you know, try both sides of the uh, of the wing dam because uh, they may there may not be uh, they may be holding on like I said either side. I, I think you're just again because there just is really not much current for them to uh, for them to fight. So, but I, I, again, uh, using a uh, a crawler uh, rig of some kind or another, uh, maybe some crankbaits, uh, certainly. Uh, Jigging a minnow combination if you want to just kind of, you know, really work those uh, those wing dams. Those are kind of places that uh, um, are definitely worth a try. Same for the sauger as well. Uh, the bass bite is uh, is doing pretty well. I think the bass guys are going to do well this weekend. Uh, you're fishing uh, weed beds, uh, edges of weed beds in the uh, in the backwaters and side channels for uh, uh, for the largemouth. Uh, working along the rocks and riprap, places like that, bridge pilings, um, places like that where the uh, uh, where the smallies are going to be hanging out, and you know, again, both those those places are going to do uh, uh, really really well. And again, I'm sure they're going to be biting on a variety of things, swim jigs and maybe crankbaits or spinner baits for the the smallies. Um, but, uh, uh, again, uh, I think a pretty good opportunity to uh, uh, catch some nice bass this weekend here, too. Uh, let's see here. Lastly, 
got the uh, uh, the northern bite. I'm just going to adjust this here a little bit. There we go. Uh, lastly, the northern bite, uh, not too bad. Uh, they you, you chuck out a uh, spoon or you know something with a little flash to it, and uh, I think you'll do well with the uh, do well with the northerns. Again, maybe you know fishing some of those channel inlets, uh, stream inlets, places along those lines where uh, where they'll be hanging out. Any kind of uh, springs where maybe there's a little more uh, dissolved oxygen in the water, uh, where the and that'll congregate the little critters that the bigger fish eat, and the bigger fish eat, and then the northerns eat. So. They, uh, I think you'll do, uh, you'll do pretty well. But yeah, spoons, crankbaits, um, I think you'll, you'll do well there. So again, yeah, you, you know, it's, uh, not bad to, to get out there and give those a try. If you want to do a little trout fishing here, I'm looking at the, uh, report from the Driftless Angler for the, uh, for the weekend here too. Uh, water levels are, are low there as well on a, a lot of the streams in the, uh, the area in the, the driftless area, and you, you're probably, well, at this point, you're probably on the tail end of the morning fish, uh, fishing anyway, and definitely do not want to be out there in the middle of the day. Uh, so this is uh, uh, definitely a, a time for uh, very early morning fishing and for uh, very late afternoon fishing as well. But uh, make sure that you, you've got a a thermometer with you to do uh, uh, checking of the water temperatures in the streams. Um, as uh, they mentioned here that, uh, you know, some of the larger creeks are quite warm. Um, if you can find, you know, if you can get back up in there, um, the closer to the source or, you know, whatever, then uh, maybe the cooler the water. But um, water temperatures under 60 degrees Is what you're what you're looking for because that's the you know anything over that then the fish get stressed really really easily and they get lethargic and, and it, the bite's not very good so um, and they're suggesting not a bad idea anyway is uh, you know after it kind of gets a little warmer in the morning here or, uh, during the middle part of the day um, use that time in, instead of fishing to do a little exploring and. This is not a bad idea. Uh, it's a uh, good use of time. Is uh, scout a location or two. It's like, okay, this looks potentially good, and, you know, maybe find a, a place to, uh, uh, the next time you're headed out, uh, you can head, check those places and find a, find a new spot to try. Or maybe find a place, you know, with this weather, uh, again, it's going to be lasting several days, so uh, you definitely want to... Uh, Think about, you know, well, maybe I can try this tomorrow morning. Or, you know, here's an area that looks promising. And, you know, so, but again, and, and we're starting to move towards those, uh, you know, I mean, it is September 2nd here, so we are looking at um, moving towards some of those traditional fall hatches uh, with, uh, with the larger, you know, uh, crickets or hopper patterns, things along those lines, maybe even a little mouse pattern, uh, things along those lines. Um, that uh, are always fun to uh, uh, catch the big trout with. So that's uh, definitely something that uh, uh, you want to think about. 
uh, as well. So those are some options for you anyway. But again, just, you know, the middle part of the day is, is just I, don't bother, you know. I tell people to go fish all the time, but, you know, there are certain times when you just don't want to be out there. And for trout fishing anyway, and, and that's that's it here. I mean, it's, you know, it, it's still pretty decent now, but, you know, by the time we get to 9 o'clock, uh, 10 o'clock, it's just not going to be, not going to be worth it. And as the day continues, it's, yeah, you know. So, again, if, if you want to maybe try late in the afternoon, um, or even early evening, you know, you can maybe get an hour or two and just before dark, uh, give that a try as well. But uh, otherwise, yeah, it's uh, it's early, early morning uh, fishing for uh, for trout if you're looking to be successful. Okay, it is uh, 8.20. I'm going to take a short break, and I'm going to get my guest on. Uh, we're going to be chatting today with Tackle Terry Tuma about uh, all manner of things. We're going to actually talk a little bit. Of, uh, one of the things that we'll talk about uh, um, is fall fishing and yeah <laughs> it's like yeah it's going to be uh, 100 this weekend we're going to talk about fall fishing uh, oh, okay but how much i can <laughs> it's going to be here really i mean once we get past next week um you know maybe not next weekend but i bet the weekend after that it'll be you know it's like oh my goodness we're you know it's so cold <laughs> we'll be talking about that soon Hopefully it won't ice up this month, but yeah, with the weather here, you just you never know some days. My goodness. Anyhow, back in a few moments on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. I'm Kevin Millard. Thanks for joining me this morning. And joining me on the phone right now is good friend Tackle Terry Tuma. And we're going to talk, a, well, probably I was going to say a little about fishing, but I think we'll probably end up talking a lot about fishing today. So thank you very much for joining me on the program this morning, Terry. Well, thank you, Kevin. Good morning to you and good morning to all of our listeners. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's it's going to be. Going to be a warm weekend here in uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin, that's for sure. Yeah, it really is. I'm, I've just been watching the uh, for, extended forecast, and so but towards the end of next week, it appears that it's going to start to cool down. Yes, hopefully anyway, yes. it's uh, Hopefully, that's right. Not used to seeing 100-degree uh, temperatures in, uh, in September, but uh, you just never know with the weather. That's right. We live in the upper Midwest, Kevin. <laughs> that's uh, that's very true. That's very true. So let's uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, um, y- you know for for fishing here. I, and I do want to talk about uh, fall fishing here, but uh, just maybe one quick question regarding um, this hot weather and how it does affect um, and what sort of things you're seeing, how it affects the fish this weekend. You know, when we have these these warm temperatures, not that it necessarily. I and and I guess I I kind of I'll preface this by saying I think it might affect the fishermen more than it might affect the fish. But I, correct me if I'm wrong. 
Well, it, it does affect the fish. You know, when you're running warm water temperatures, you know, in the 80s, Kevin, it, what it does do, first of all, for bass anglers, uh, you know, anything that's going to offer, and even with walleyes, like walleyes tucked in the weeds, a bass tucked in the weeds, it's five degrees cooler. So that's one reason, of course, and there's a very ample uh, food source in those locations. And generally speaking, early morning, late evening hours, night fishing are being more productive. I take advantage of that uh, cooler uh, temperature. And then, two, uh, fish, generally speaking, uh, will drop down a little bit deeper. And we'll talk a little bit about that, too. But um, that fish will generally uh, drop down deeper. And from the fishing that I've noticed, we just came back from Lake of the Woods, but locally fishing bass, uh, the bass um, are a little bit more hesitant to bite, if you will, under many conditions. Mm -hmm. uh, of course, we've got some major changes in weather patterns constantly, but also, too, uh, fish have a tendency to drop down deeper. And here again, too, uh, you know, anything that offers security and a little bit cooler water temperatures uh, is where these fish are going to be at. But the bite can definitely slow down. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and the other thing, too, and, and I'm guessing, too, obviously, with, you know, <laughs> there there isn't a cloud in the sky here this morning as well. Obviously, the sun will, the, the light penetration will also uh, influence the fish as well. Oh, yes, there's no question. When you get a little bit of a wind, you know, we always hear about the walleye chop, uh, but the wind, what happens, actually the waves cuts the sun's penetration into the water. Mm -hmm. So that's a plus under most conditions. So there's there's a lot of advantage. But, too, what we have to, and as you mentioned earlier, sometimes it's real warm water temperature or hot weather affects the angler, and that's something we have to be alerted to, too, you know, dress accordingly to those mm -hmm. kind of conditions. Mm -hmm. Exactly, yeah. Where, where the hat and... and uh, the 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 lightweight fishing shirts and and you know sunscreen and you need all that stuff and and plenty of uh, plenty of water as well. Yeah, you're really right. And just because we think we got a good suntan, Kevin, mm -hmm. but still keep on putting uh, sunscreen on because with this kind of uh, sun conditions, and then we have to also recognize that the sun's reflection off the water is also. Mm -hmm. uh, a factor for getting uh, sunburn. Oh yeah, and 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 I, I will attest to the fact that um, when the when the sun is 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 reflecting off the water like that, I I mean I have to wear uh, I have to wear glass sunglasses uh, most definitely just to, to to cut that glare and it just uh, and, and it can damage your eyes. It really can uh, after you know uh, prolonged exposure to uh, to things like that. Same for the winter as well. Same same situation. Oh, exactly right. And I don't know if you and I have talked about it, but what's becoming extremely popular, in fact, I started to wear, is a straw hat, Kevin. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're starting to see that uh, uh, just a ton on the body's water. Even the bass anglers, the young generation, is wearing hats like that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, our son um, uh, works with Rapa, and he's been uh, in Florida quite a little bit. He said, you would be surprised at how many anglers are wearing straw hats, and it is a big, big plus for your face. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, yeah, and then you, you got a little protection back for your, you know, your neck area as well, and um, and and just your whole head really is is covered uh, with uh, with something like that with that brim. Yes, it really is, and I definitely, if people are going out fishing, I would definitely recommend it. They're inexpensive, even wearing a gator uh, under these kind of conditions is well worth it also. Yep, exactly, yeah, just uh, it's uh, protect yourself. That's just the, the, the bottom line, Aaron. Uh, it's, uh, 
nothing, uh, you know, dehydration will set in very quickly when uh, when we have these kinds of conditions. Well, yeah, and the other thing I should mention, too, is uh, for the listeners, too, uh, we've been out fishing over at, you know, people in the boat, Kevin, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden the breeze lies down and you get this real hot weather. Yeah. Uh, temperatures, if you have somebody that's in the boat or yourself that don't feel quite right, you know, maybe a little nauseous or whatever, mm-hmm. go back and do not stay out. Yeah, yeah. It's just not, it's, it's not, your health is not worth, you know, a, a fish. You know, so no, it is not no, and I've seen that where people will stay out, and you know, if there's any indication of that individual becoming uh, overheated, they need to go and drink a lot of water at the same time. Yep, exactly, exactly. Well, let's kind of shift gears here a, a, a little bit here, and uh, uh, obviously, we, we've kind of covered a little bit of the, the challenges with uh, fishing here in this uh, this hot weather here too, but. Again, you know, I'm looking at the calendar here. We're it's September already, and I mean, we are not that far away from uh, from fall fishing, and you know, it, it's it's going to be here. I, I I mean, I think we're gonna you know it'll once this heat wave kind of goes past. It's I, I think we're gonna start to see those temperatures start dropping quite a bit very quickly, and uh, at least I'm hoping. You never know, but um, you know, it, 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 and I guess what are some of the the Favorite things that you like to do, and, and this is a broad question, and we can kind of delve into it here a little bit, but uh, what are some of the, the, the fun things and, and favorite things that you like to do when it comes to fall fishing? Well, generally speaking, what we have to understand, I call it fall fishing is finest, mm-hmm. and it is really a good time frame to get out and get quality and quantity of fish. That's going to really relate to uh, crappies and also bass and walleyes. And so what really have you hear so many comments about, well, the fish are fattening up for the wintertime. That's not true, Kevin. Uh, the reason that they're feeding heavily is because there's very ample food sources. Uh, like uh, we were talking about them when we were on Lake of the Woods, uh, you got the young of the perch hatch. So, you know, these uh, fish are taking advantage of those humongous food sources. So that's why the bite is such a plus. And then beside that, you have a lot less fishermen on the water. And also, too many times... You, depending on what kind of a fall pattern we have, but you can have some uh, very, very stable conditions. But also, too, uh, there's so much emphasis on this fantastic bite for bats and for walleyes, and you you may go out there and you might struggle one day, and the next day can be just a barn burner of results. So here again, too, we have to take take it in the stride and don't have, you know, have a great anticipation, expectations, but don't get really... Um, shall we say, uh, hurt, if you will, or, hey, my fishing was not good today at all. What did I do wrong? Uh, how come the fish aren't biting? You're going to see days like that. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it's, uh, uh, I, I, I like present, I like the way you presented it there. You know, there's, just, there's just a lot of food. And, and if, if the fish are presented with a, a, a good food source and, and a lot of it, yeah, they're going uh, to they're, they're eat until their heart's content. Oh, yes, and you know, the other thing, too, you you know, talked about you know, what we can, if you've got a good bite going, uh, you know, fish a little bit faster, maybe a little bit larger baits and lures, and then when you have that tough day, uh, you know, like a front that came through it, then you need to downsize. But, you know, here again, too, you can have some fantastic fishing for the people, and I, this is just a personal belief, 
but I really believe um, inland bodies of water, well, not even inland bodies, but backwaters and so forth, I really believe that largemouth bass, you've got a, another species that comes shallow. And you can tell that, and these are going to be big fish, Kevin. Mm-hmm. You can tell that, that they have sort of a, a yellowish bottom versus a white belly. And these fish are big fish, and they're very active, and they will move up. One of the biggest bass I caught at this time of the year was in a foot and a half of water. Wow. Uh, so here again, too, uh, you know, we've got to be open-minded at what to use, how to use it, and be extremely versatile. But, you know, expect a, uh, an aggressive bite. If not, then it's time to change tactics. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, and that's I, I, I like the way you, you phrase that with the, with the aggressive bite. Again, with all that those food sources out there, yeah, those fish are not going to be shy or timid uh, when it when it comes to uh, comes to eating, and they'll um, if they mistake your lure for uh, uh, a food source. Yeah, they're gonna uh, they're gonna go after it with uh, with gusto. Oh yes, they definitely are, and that's something we have to really address. You know, a tier two, like you know, in the evenings, uh, toting crankbaits, uh, even into the night, is extremely extremely productive for walleye. Depending on the body water that we're fishing, of course, mm-hmm. but a jig and a minnow, right back to that, uh, can be extremely productive. Uh, you know, and then trolling, uh, you know, many times throughout the day in expansive flats, uh, can be really good too. So here again, too, same thing with bass. You know, uh, trying to identify any kind of weed growth or if they rock area where these smallmouth can sort of tuck into, uh, these are all extremely, extremely productive areas. And generally speaking, it's going to be that early morning, late evening bite, uh, but you can also, especially on days where you have uh, weather conditions and minimal uh, fishing pressure, you can have some good bites. I should also mention, Kevin, uh, I'm sort of getting ahead of the game here, but we so often hear that fish do not, or bass especially, do not relate to dead weeds. I've been on bodies of water where there's no green weeds. Uh, in fact, some bodies of water, uh, the green weeds have already disappeared, and these fish do relate to dead weeds. Uh, mm-hmm. And even though there's the comment, the thought process, fish do not go into those dead weeds because of uh, uh, obnoxious gas that they can uh, stay in there. That's not true. And what this does, these dead weeds attract food sources, and there's a little bit of... Um, Shall we say feel good for those fish? Uh, they've got something to relate to, and you can have some very, very good fishing. Mm-hmm. It's still, I, I guess, to to a certain extent, if, if uh, I'm understanding what you're saying here, I mean, it, it's still cover. I mean, it's still there's still opportunity. You know, there, it's cover for the fish, cover for the uh, the prey, if you will, and um, it, it's still a a productive area. If you if if I'm if I'm if I'm understanding that correctly. Well, you're exactly right. And the other thing I should too mention is you, know, you can go to one lake where you got only dead weeds. You go to the next lake, and I've done this in the past, and you got ample weed cover, especially milfoil, and you can still carry on that real, real good bite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And uh, that's that's an, an, an I, I hadn't necessarily. I I guess I was one of those that in the the camp of you know if the weeds are not if they're dead then. It's not a uh, productive area, but that's, uh, yeah, there's still going to be activity in there, and, and fish are still going to be hanging out in there. So that's uh, yes. that's definitely uh, definitely good to know. Uh, and, and now you, you mentioned weather fronts as well. Um, how do you make adjustments uh, on those days? Because obviously we're going to have, it's going to be, the weather here at least for the next several days is going to be 
relatively consistent, well, you know, sunshine, blue skies, warm temperatures. But again, as we work our way into September and October and, and so on, we're going to see days where, you know, there are going to be those fronts that are, are coming in and, and moving through. How do you, uh, I, I guess, plan for that? And, 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 and I guess, how does that affect your game plan that you're making to, when, you, when you're headed out onto the water? Well, generally speaking, Kevin, when you have a front that comes through, uh, it, what we have to understand here is that you're going to have fish that are going to be a tougher bite. Uh, you know, the first day of the front can be uh, quite productive. You still can catch fish. The second day, a tougher bite, and the third day is going to start to go back to normal. And in this open water period, it only lasts about three days. Uh, ice fishing, approximately four days. And but here again, too, you know, I think so often we have such a tendency to relate to these fronts, these cold fronts. If you got a cold front, the wind blowing out of the northeast or the northwest for two or three days, you got stable weather conditions. So don't be so concerned about cold front. But with cold front, what you are going to need to do is, and I watch the weather very closely, the wind direction very closely, and of course temperature changes. And But you have to go out there and you have to challenge these cold fronts. You may have to move. Uh, generally speaking, I'll pick out four or five spots and have rods pre-rigged. And then also, too, many times it can be smaller, it can be uh, slower. Retrieve, maybe you're towing. Uh, you been towing at 2.1 miles per hour. You may want to drop down to 9 tenths per hour. Uh, The speed of the lures, the amount of jigging you're doing, how much jigging, the size of the jigs, the size of the minnows, uh, smaller, uh, maybe a half a crawler. Uh, These are all factors. And, you know, many times it's going to be more that finesse approach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're not, and, 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 yeah, you're not, you're not necessarily being as aggressive as, when there's stable conditions, if you will. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And, you know, the other thing, too, is that, you know, like if you're uh, fishing for, um, say, walleyes, uh, and you've been using a lot of, uh, say, crankbaits or plastics, it may now may be the time to uh, use live bait. Mm-hmm. You know, so here again, too, it's, you know, and use scent. Uh, add scent to those uh, uh, mm-hmm. conditions. Uh, what scent does, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to track fish, Kevin, but what it does is it allows that fish to just hang on a speck longer, and then therefore then uh, when that is taking place is uh, you're going to get a, a good hook set. Mm-hmm. Well, and the, yeah, and the other thing, too, is, is that uh, I, I'm, I'm guessing, too, obviously, with, with some of this, these weather changes and weather patterns, that it's going to, you know, churn the water up a little bit and the, the conditions, you know, it might not be crystal clear water and, and uh, again, a little something in there, you know, any little factor that you can add to, to tip the scale in your direction is, is going to be a, a, a positive when it comes to, uh, to catching, catching those fish. Oh, there you go. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, exactly right. And that's something we just have to relate. I think, you know, I think the biggest factor here, too, uh, is that um, we just have a tendency to put so much emphasis on these fronts and so forth, or maybe better yet, uh, using excuses not to catch fish. You know, and here again, too, these excuses, you know, if it's a front or if it's not a front, uh, you know, we can catch fish if we really work at it. There's going to be days that you're going to really struggle. I uh, really call it uh, picking a fish at a time, uh, just uh, uh, working at it, working at it, 
and you know having a tougher bite. But I will assure you, if we really work at it with a good mm-hmm. attitude, uh, we're going to be the best anglers coming off that body of water with some fish. Mm-hmm. And, and, and to, to, follow, to follow up on that as well, uh, you know, and, and we have talked about this in the past about uh, you know making a game plan before you you head out on the water that. You know, you've got your rods pre-rigged and, and, and everything is sort of set and, and you know, you're, you're focused on a, uh, you know, walleyes or, or what have you. Um, can you sort of, do you sort of pre-rig, um, you know, maybe for, you know, with a couple of crankbaits, something maybe a little bit more aggressive and then, but you're also still, you know, okay, if the, the bite slows down or is a little tougher, I've got some other things rigged that, you know, if I need to switch to that more finesse bite when I'm out there, I can still do that. Oh, yes, and I'll, I'll just make a comment. Uh, I was just out fishing uh, largemouth bass, Kevin, and hit a front, and the water temperature were 84 degrees. And so what I did do, um, I had this sort of pre-planned, if you will, but I felt that, well, crankbaits aren't going to be really productive today. So what I then I covered rule rotation, uh, where I had two rods uh, pre-rigged with Ned rigs and wacky worms. And so I really worked those in certain areas. And then where I felt that the bass were really uh, in, you know, flat, uh, hitting a brake line and dropping down deep, I would just rotate those. And then one day I caught most of the fish on a Ned rig. The second day I caught one fish on a, on a Ned rig and the rest were on wacky worms. Mm-hmm. So here again, we've got to be versatile. You cannot give up. Uh, and you need to really uh, monitor these weather conditions. Where am I going to start? Pick out a couple of good spots. I uh, don't go back to your same old spot if they you know, under these kind of conditions. If it's been productive here, you can check it out. But don't waste a lot of time. Just look for uh, areas that you feel good about that these fish are going to hold, and then work it and work it and work it. And many times too, uh, like with plastics for bass, uh, or even walleye with no jigging action with a minnow, it's just sort of dead sick those areas. Areas. And uh, these can also be extremely productive. But sooner or later, those fish will be uh, tempted to bite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just and again, it just might take a, a little bit longer than normal. But uh, again, having that patience is uh, uh, can pay off. Yes, and you know, here too, when I was, I just got off of fishing these bass, I worked two areas, Kevin, very, very thoroughly, not 10 minutes. I worked them for uh, close to an hour each location, and I did catch fish. Some were no small fish. They were nice fish, mm-hmm. but uh, here again, too, you know, we, I, you know, you and I talked about instant gratification. Yeah. There are many days you're not going to be able to go out and uh, catch fish. Fish are not always jumping in the boat, and that's something we have to address. You've got to uh, work with patience. Even some of the bass tournament anglers will tell you that they sit in one spot for hours, you know, mm-hmm. picking up a fish one at a time. And that's something else, too, that we have to relate to. Uh, you know, you've got to, you have to move, of course, but you don't want to move so much that you're missing fish that were in that previous spot. Yeah, and, you know, and again, you, you know, you're, you're going to have to work those fish just a little bit, maybe a little bit harder when in, in, in those kinds of conditions, and, uh, you know, eventually they will, uh, you will find the ones that uh, are... Uh, are are interested in, in 
taking a bite of that lure. And he, but again, yeah, it just it just comes down to uh, just comes down to patience. Terry, I've got to take a quick break, and uh, we'll uh, continue the conversation here in just a couple of moments. But uh, I have to take a short pause here, and uh, we will be back in just a couple of moments with more of WKTY Outdoors. You're listening to WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millard. Thanks for joining me on the show this morning here on WKTY. And let's get back to uh, my guest here, Tackle Terry Tuman. Uh, we're having a good conversation about uh, weather and fronts and starting a fall fishing here. And, and, and Terry, I guess anything else that uh, maybe we've overlooked here, I, I, again, it's just patience and, and uh, touch on it briefly here too, you know, just having that game plan and and uh, preparing before you even head out. Yeah, and yeah, that's really good, and that's really what it's all about. Is just you know monitoring what you're anticipating. Uh, you know, just getting out there at the right time of the day. Uh, generally speaking, an early morning bite is going to be good. A uh, late evening bite is going to be good. And you know, if you, if you're not uh, doing very well with maybe specific lures that you were thinking about using, then put something else on. Keep on experimenting you connect with the fish. I think it's so important for us. Uh, we get too, shall we say, hung up on specific locations, specific baits and lures, and also too what I see a ton of, you and I talked about this in the past, mm-hmm. where people are loading up their boats on the river or on an inland body of water, and two, two and a half hours because the fish aren't biting. Well, there is no way that you can check out different locations, uh, spend time on specific spots, mm-hmm. work with different baits and different lures in two to two and a half hours. It can't be done. Yeah. You know, if that's your concept, sure, maybe there's going to be time frames, and myself included, where we have to get off the water due to another commitment, uh, and that's fine. But just because the fish aren't biting, we've got to keep at it, and you will catch fish with determination. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Precisely. Yep. It's... Uh, uh Yep, you just have to, to kind of put a little thought into it ahead of time and, and, and make those plans and, and then uh, carry them out, but, but be willing to make those a little adjustments, and, and uh, it, it, uh, it will pay off. It really, it really will. Yeah, and I think the other thing, too, is, you know, is, is you know, have patience. Do something a little bit different, maybe, uh, than you were doing in the past or maybe than a fellow angler had been doing. And, you know, and, and duplicate these. You know, if you've just caught a fish on, on a specific bait or different uh, uh, lure, whatever it is, is, you know, do the same identical thing. I think so often, you know, maybe we pick up a fish, and we don't go back and work that area. Uh, you know, work those areas, especially with a tough bite. There's going to be more than just one fish there, and we just have to keep on working it and working it and working it. And I think the biggest factor is determination and patience, and you are going to be successful. Exactly, exactly. Well, uh, Terry, I, I do want to shift gears just a, a little bit here. Um, we were talking uh, yesterday when we spoke briefly on the phone and uh, again this morning. You just... Uh, you, you said you just came back from a uh, a special trip up at uh, up to Lake of the Woods, and uh, tell me a little bit about that because it, it it sounded like uh, it was uh, it was an incredible trip. It really was, Kevin. Yes, it's fishing for life for veterans. 
and it was full house. I think we had 88 uh, veterans there this year, and both my wife and I have been attending this uh, as, um, uh, uh, shall we say, um, people that I'm a veteran myself, and just, you know, being helpful and just acknowledging all the veterans there, uh, sort of a personal appearance, if you will. And uh, we had people there from Texas, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Wisconsin, of course, Minnesota. So we had a big variety. Uh, quite a few women were there. These are all veterans, not necessarily disabled veterans. They're all veterans, and they just had a fantastic uh, time there. I think there were seven resorts that participated in it. We had a 95-year-old and a 98-year-old uh, there in Lake of the Woods, and we caught uh, several fish. It was a little bit of a tougher bite, uh, Kevin. So, uh, But we did manage to catch fish. We had a wonderful guide, an individual I know quite well, and uh, uh, he, uh, these uh, resorts take out uh, charter boats, and it doesn't cost the veterans anything. The only cost they have for themselves is a, uh, gas and transportation to go up and return home, and food, lodging, bait, charter, everything is furnished for them. And plus that, uh, most of those people will take a little bit of walleyes home. Wow. That, that's incredible. That's, uh, that, is, uh, that is awesome. And, uh, I, I mean, I, and, and, you know, you, you couldn't ask for a, uh, a, a prettier part of the country and uh, an, incredible, an incredible fishing resource as well as uh, uh, the Lake of the Woods area. Well, that's right, and it was just amazing how many anglers came up, or veterans came up to me and said, thank you, thank you. Uh, you know, they really appreciate it, and so many times veterans don't open up to the general public mm-hmm. about their past experiences, but when they get in a boat, uh, then they really start to share experiences. You know, a lot of these, you know, uh, people are uh, don't know each other. You know, they maybe came up with a friend or something, uh, and generally speaking, they're going to be in like a bottle. I'll say the lady from Texas and the lady from New Jersey did not know each other, but they get into the boat and they have that opportunity opportunity to share uh, personal experiences and their uh, experiences right now, what they're going through. And it was just uh, it's just remarkable. It's very, very humbling to visit with these people. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It had, and and it, you know, the fellowship and the camaraderie, um, I would think, probably exceeded the... Uh uh, the the quality of the fishing. I mean, it was just a, a great experience all the way around for everyone. Well, sure, and then some of these people never fished, Kevin. Oh, really? We had a lady in our boat, yes, the first day, uh, and uh, she never fished before. You know, so and then on the second day, um, an individual, uh, a male, said he hasn't fished in forty years. You know, so uh, it really, you know, it, it was just you know fun, and they've all enjoyed it. Every mm-hmm. single one. You know, even though we were faced with a tough bite, especially the second day, uh, but we did catch fish with patience and determination, and it was just, uh, it's almost hard to describe uh, till you actually experience it. And these two individuals, 98 and 95-year-old, they were very uh, 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 active. Uh, they went fishing. In fact, they were going to tour the Red River Valley area uh, upon return after they left on uh, Thursday. And one, uh, the 98-year-old even spoke at the uh, one of the uh, evenings where they had the programs. Mm-hmm. So it's just uh, it's just amazing how 
uh, people come together, if you will, share stories, share experiences, and learn something about fishing, maybe about how to remedy their experiences. Oh, wow, that's uh, that, that's incredible. Um, and that sounds like a, uh, you know, just a, a, a fabulous time. Thank you for doing that. Um, it, 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 you know, and... and um, and, and thanks to all the, the resorts and, and everybody who organized that. Uh, tell me a little bit more about the, what else can you tell me about the organization? If, uh... Well, it's actually titled Fishing for Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if anybody's interested in uh, participating next year, uh, you can Google it. They're going to have the dates uh, set here very shortly. It's usually the end of August, the last week okay. of August, leading up to Memorial Day. Usually departing on that Monday and departing on Thursday. And it's just a fun time. They have uh, speakers in the evenings, and it's just a fun time. They have a little ceremony before the, uh, with the uh, Pledge of Allegiance and so forth, flags flying. Uh, each morning before they uh, boat to, uh, go on the boats themselves, board the boats, and it's just uh, it's just an opportunity uh, for people to you know get together. And like I said, we have people from all walks of life, uh, people from all over the country, and it's just uh, um, it, it, it's unbelievable how many people come up and say thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, that and, and again, it, it does sound like a. Uh, uh, a, a tremendous, uh, tremendous opportunity. So I certainly hope it uh, uh, continues to to go and 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 grow and and uh, continue to provide these uh, provide these opportunities for uh, uh, for our veterans. And 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 again, like you you've been saying, some of the you know haven't haven't ever fished before or haven't been fishing in in decades. Um, just being able to get those kinds of opportunities uh, uh, has to be an incredibly special experience for them. Oh yes, and they get you know at the uh, evening, the last evening, uh, they have uh, sort of an awards ceremony for the biggest walleye, the second biggest walleye, the third biggest walleye, a uh, one for northern pike. Uh, so they, uh, you get plaques, you get prizes. Uh, it's just uh, it's just a very well planned event. Very cool, very very cool. Well, well, Terry, I've got to kind of wrap things up here. We're uh, getting tight on time, but uh, again, thank you for uh, thank you for doing that and. Uh, of course, as always, thank you very much for uh, for joining uh, joining me here on the program this morning and, and sharing your your knowledge with uh, with me and with the the listeners. And uh, uh, it is uh, it is always always appreciated. Well, you're so welcome, Kevin, to you and to everyone. Have a wonderful long weekend. Be safe. Catch a lot of fish and release some of those fish. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Well, again, Terry, thank you so much for uh, for being on the show today, and uh, uh, we will have you back on. Back on soon. Thank you so much, Kevin. I appreciate the opportunity. All right. That's going to do it for the program here. Got to kind of wrap things up for this Saturday. Again, thank you so much for for listening today. Have yourself a tremendous weekend, and uh, we will talk to you again soon. You're listening to WKTY and WKTY Outdoors.